0: Today we have Colin and Meredith Schmidt from Last Mountain Distillery Uh, and coming up on the podcast we're going to talk about uh, the ups and downs in businesses that everyone experiences, how to build a great team and how they got started. Uh, It's interesting to hear uh, Colin's uh, hockey story and as well they started with a garage. Okay well uh, this morning we're sitting down with Colin and Meredith from Last Mountain Distillery so thanks for being on the show guys.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks,
0: absolutely. And just as a side note, uh, this is a distillery, so right now Colin and I are testing or sampling their whiskey at, what is it, 9.45 in the morning? Yeah, we don't judge <laughs> around here. Cheers to that. Cheers, yeah. We drink and we got more these in ni- the morning. These are, these are beautiful glasses. They're, if you, you can't see them, but what, what kind of glass are these? It's a Glencairn whiskey glass.
2: And what's the benefit to these glasses? We're told it uh, accentuates the whiskey. It um, gives you the the experience that you want when you're sampling Canada's finest whiskey Canada's finest whiskey I like that absolutely Uh, so
0: I guess let's get right into it you guys are Saskatchewan's first micro distillery Uh, you've been in business for eight years is that correct
1: we started over eight years ago yep and we opened our doors well over seven years ago now
0: wow so why, why a distillery like where did that come from
1: Colin
0: likes to drink. <laughs> <laughs> we're a, we're a typical story. I,
2: I was a hockey player. I have a typical story of a hockey player who wasted all his money on booze is what I like to say. Nice, nice. Um, we were in a place where we were looking to start a company, and we uh, I, I reconnected with a friend. This was back in 06 or 07. asked him what he was doing, and he said he was making... Uh, vodka out of pineapples living in Hawaii. And I was like, tell me more. Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of gave us the idea. And when I had moved back to Saskatchewan where I'm from, we uh, we looked around for other micro distilleries or if there was any policy out there and it was really in its infancy and we got a hold of SLGA and told them what our our plan was or what our hopes were. And they said, if you're serious about it, put a business plan together and uh you can have a seat at the table so that's just what we did so you guys kind of paved the way for distilleries today and kind of starting up in saskatchewan
1: for sure we helped i would say
2: we certainly did help we i mean we're we weren't the only we were a little naive to think that we were the only ones with the idea at the time Mm -hmm. there was a company in saskatoon also starting about the same time that we didn't even know of right Um, but we ended up being the first to get licensed first to produce and um that's kind of that was our claim to fame to help us open the doors and get started. Right. I think
1: one of our one of our biggest contributions was definitely the. Um Getting opening the way for distilleries to be able to sell um, at more than just their physical location, but um, to be able to sell at farmer's markets, that was the initial step that we took. And awesome. then over the course of the years, eventually um, quite a few of us distilleries kind of worked together and SLGA was really cooperative with us in being able to um, establish policy that enables us to direct deliver to places like Sobies, which is, is really huge um, for little companies Companies like us um, and also um, pretty unique actually to Canada like when you talk to other distilleries across the country um, that's a benefit we have here in Saskatchewan that a lot of other provinces don't have
0: nice so if you guys haven't been out to the distilleries in Lumsden and it's beautiful there's barrels and stills all over but you guys started out of your garage um, I love that story. You guys are doing your bottling and everything like that. So just touch on a little bit of that and any good stories or anything that happened. That you can, wanna-
1: can we start with how embarrassed we were of it at the time? We were really ashamed that this is kind of how we started. It was more we weren't really able to see it at the time that it was kind of, that was a cool story in the making. It was more like, oh, we're still only in our garage and we're trying to do so much out of here and it was always so messy. There was stuff everywhere because we were trying to maximize the space that we had, but um, yeah, we never really could have seen that it
2: yeah, we we did what we could with what we had and well, I think exactly. that's yeah. what people like about our story For is sure. we started with nothing and I like yeah. the joke we have most of that left <laughs> <laughs> well even like you talk about uh, when you started like I find in business
0: everyone starts from that really grassroots stuff so I don't think it should be anything you should be embarrassed of we're not now proud of it. <laughs> yeah
1: we're not now it's like it's definitely one of the coolest I remember kind of a defining moment for me when we started selling at farmers markets it, I had this moment where I, I backed the truck in at the curb at the farmers market and dropped the tailgate and it was like and you know everybody wants to know so where are you and it occurred to me at that moment hey yeah uh, we make booze in our garage and I'm selling it on the corner in Regina at the farmers market out of my truck like it was kind of an awesome that's kind of the moment that I clicked like This is pretty unique and entertaining, what we're doing right now. And we were super fortunate to be able to grow from there the way that we did. But that was definitely a defining moment in our kind of, like, infancy. Yeah.
0: So um, when you guys were starting, a lot of times there's that, I, I don't want to call it a break or anything, but you, you've obviously become very successful and, and you're you're growing and continue to grow. But what was that moment where you guys were like, hey, this is our, our future, this is our career, it's no longer just something out of our grads that we're trying to make a go at it? <laughs>
1: we're still waiting for that to come, aren't we? <laughs>
2: like, That's kind of the illusion or the pe- people think that we are this huge company. We've, we've that been, we've made it. We've been fortunate enough to build a, a great brand and we have great followers and we have great products but people need to realize that we're still uh, meredith and colin supporting the community with we we do everything by hand we do we we still have a mortgage we're we're, we're normal people yeah well i
0: think you're right about that too like and there is a, a misconception a little bit i think also amongst other entrepreneurs and other business people yeah Colin's just topping up just so everyone knows I'll have some more of that too Um, that uh, everything's always finish the bottle
1: before 10 come on yeah everything's
0: always just perfect and everything's going well but there's always challenges within and it's that you know what people see of everything isn't always oh, the truth and there's the ups and the downs daily even i feel like no matter what stage of business you're in you're going to have those ups, ups and downs um do you guys have any examples of one day where it's like this thing's like this is the best ever and then the next day it's kind of uh a little bit down like
2: we're just anything we, to get- the top of mind you could say friday was an awesome day we, we've got cream liqueur going out the door it's the holiday season things are awesome Monday, we wake up and get a Facebook message from a loyal fan saying there's an issue with our Saskatoon berry um, uh, cooler. And the reality is, we have to—it's f- it's how we handle those situations, Absolutely. and we hit them head on. Um, we're not perfect. We're trying to make great products. We don't ever want to have a customer with a bad experience. So um, we've recalled those, even though they're not a health hazard. We want our the the, the flavor profile to be perfect. And um, we're always trying to improve things. So that's kind of a raw, um, kind of a new problem that we're looking at right now. But there's always something like that. Well, and that's
0: a perfect example. And I think just for people listening that are entrepreneurs, if you're starting out whatever phase you're at, um, the the ups and downs happen. And you just have to know that on the other side of it down, it's going to be up again. And as long as you're kind of trending in the right direction, that's good. Uh, You mentioned a recall and because of the flavor profile and everything like that, one thing I know about Last Mountain is your, your uh, attention to detail and quality. Like you're next to other competitors in Saskatchewan and you really are across Canada, uh, you guys have a super super high standard. I mean, probably you could cut some corners and and, and you know maybe make a little more margin here and there. But you guys, your in your mandate is quality. Like, is that something that started in your garage or is it, like.
2: It was right from the start. We, we knew that we needed, and a friend of mine told me that, brutally honest. Um, people want to buy local, but it's got to be good. So you, your quality needs to be there. And that's the standard with every single product we put out there. Mm-hmm. It's not always fun. Sure. And, <laughs> yeah. and we do things the hard way. Meredith insists that we do things all naturally. And um, like if you come visit the distillery, you'll see that we're very hands-on. Our employees touch the bottles 14 times. We do that instead of actually getting a bottling machine, right. but we think that that gives the, the people a little bit more of a connection to yeah. who we are. and. Um it's it's not always easy
1: yeah and it's uh, yeah like using real ingredients is is very important to me but like a great example like our spiced rum has real vanilla beans in it right like it would wow. be way cheaper and way easier to just use a spiced rum essence right like they make those things you can buy them at lots of wine shops and it makes vodka taste like spiced rum which we could do but instead we're actually soaking vanilla beans along with other things but that's kind of the the uh, most expensive honestly, mm-hmm. but it also distinguishes our product and and um, yeah just, Makes it higher quality.
2: It does. And it's yeah. not always the cheapest. It's not always the easiest. But with like, something simple like vanilla beans, it um, when we started doing this, it was $50 a kilogram. Now they're six $600 a kilogram. Oh, wow. And we haven't changed our price. So yeah. Um, yeah. people are paying a little bit more for a premium product, but we like to think that it's, it's sippable, it's enjoyable.
1: And other people, like, you want to know exactly what you're consuming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's in an essence? I don't know. Like, I'll mm-hmm. never forget, right when we started, like, in the first year that we started, we were watching, I don't know, something on 60 Minutes or something that was talking about how they make these essences and natural flavorings. And you can see like natural orange flavor and you think, oh, that's an orange. Well, no, that's actually beaver gland. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, that's, what, that's what we no say is our flavor. No, oh, no, 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 beaver gland. Definitely yeah. not. So, yeah, okay. it was, that was kind of a, another pivotal moment for me. That was like, oh, let's never be that company. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so you guys have a lot of unique products as well, just on the product side here. Um, Dill pickle vodka being one of them, which is amazing. But all your products, like, take me through the process of one thinking of a product to creating it, testing it. Like, I mean, you, and touch on YouTube being spouses too. Like, does it come home <laughs> with you at the end of the day? And do you guys have like, you know, private testing over suffer? Like what's, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun together. So just maybe share. We on do. That.
2: And we're, we're pretty fortunate when we started this, we had no idea how great of a team we were going to be. Um, just raw, honest feedback when it comes to product. And, There's also um, a
1: push and pull, right? Like we tend to balance each other out. Colin's kind of always the push risk taker and I'm always the, I don't know, like Kent starting in our garage. Yeah, like. well, and
0: you'll see that in every, I feel like in every successful entrepreneurship team, was, you need that balance mm-hmm. for sure. So that's great you guys have that.
1: Yeah, for sure. But we definitely do try and have our fair share of fun with what we do, otherwise why do it?
0: Has there been any products, uh, any brand-child that didn't come through and something that you guys thought would be a home run and you tried it and you didn't like it or...?
2: Oh, God, yeah. There's been, for every successful product, I would say there's three or four that get dumped down the drain. I'm always thinking of new things. Are you Um, the
0: one that's coming up with different ideas for the most
2: part? I I do a lot of that. We're lucky that we have great staff that Mm -hmm. um, have good minds and good palates. They're kind of on the trends as far as what we should be producing. and
1: <laughs> They also help wean them out for us. It's like, oh, guys, no, that's yeah. not going to And they're work. brutally
2: honest, okay. and yeah. so are our customers. And we'll, we'll on, on tours and tastings, we'll sometimes throw out a new product and let people sample it get a little bit of feedback before we ramp up production of it.
1: That's kind of how Dill Pickle came to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were doing Dill Pickle very, very small. We were doing 150 liters at a time for somebody in the city that wanted it as a private label. I didn't really want much to do with it and people got wind of it on a tour and kept asking what's in that tank. Yeah. So we decided we'd keep a little bit for ourselves and um, before we knew it, we were doing 2,400 liter batches instead of 200 liter batches. Wow. And your Dill Pico it's well, whiskey and Dill
0: Pico are my favorite products. Yeah, I, I won't drink a Caesar without your dill, dill pickleball <laughs> can anymore.
2: Thanks. So. Again, we do that one the hard way. We get the dill right down the road from Lincoln Gardens. We chop it when on production days where we're doing this. If you come into the distillery, it smells like dill. It's fresh dill. It's cucumbers. It's my grandmother's recipe. Yeah. There's no pickle juice in it. Again, it would be a whole lot easier to just dump in some pickle juice and say, hey, there we go. Yeah. But uh, we're doing it the authentic way, the hard way, and um, I, I think our customers appreciate it.
0: No, I, I've heard nothing but good things about it, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, we're sitting right now in a bar within their office sampling whiskey at 10am. I can't think of a more perfect job, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you guys obviously- We're not
1: them. hiring Bill, not right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, maybe I can be an intern in the summer then. Come help <laughs> out. Well, in the summer, because you guys do a lot of events too. Let's touch on that. Um, my favorite day of the year uh, in the summer, like for, with you guys, and one of my favorite things to do in the summertime is your Caesar Fest. It's, uh, fun. it's a blast. <laughs> I don't
2: explain how that came about.
1: Uh, let's. How did it the start? The way it
2: started, we, um, we bought a, a radio campaign right. and it came with an on site. Um, or on location and we right, were like, live well, on location. what the heck are we going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> so it Meredith came something. up with an event and now it's become an annual thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we just decided let's just have a, um, a day to give back to the customers. Free Caesar for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody who comes gets one free Caesar and we'll set up like the most amazing Caesar bar you've ever seen. And every year we kind of add a little something different, make a little something new. We always try and have some games and lots of prizes and uh, always outdoors, which has uh, seen its entertaining years it in the rain and yeah. the mud. Uh, but yeah, people always show up and uh, we always always have a good time
0: right on um so yeah, i know you guys are extremely humble and that i think comes a lot from you know a lot of saskatchewan companies are that way uh whether you like it or not you, you are a success story and everything's is going really well is there like a snippet of advice or anything you can give to any entrepreneurs or people who are looking to start a business uh out there just in your own words
1: i don't feel qualified to answer that question
0: <laughs> i th-
2: well, one thing for sure, and we've noticed, and this is especially this year, we've noticed that our brand is it's built by Saskatchewan. Like people like to say that we're successful. Our brand is successful and it's successful because I think we're real. Um, the people in Saskatchewan uh, they built us up, like we're they support us, they seek our product out, they ask for it. We might not be the best sales people in the world. We're not that aggressive, but we give back to the community. We, we're always donating product to events. where We're involved in the community. And I think that comes through in the brand, or at least I hope it does. Mm-hmm. I oh. would
1: I would add that um, if you can get amazing people to work with um, that maybe balance out your weaknesses, Colin and I definitely have more than a few people on our team now that balance out the weaknesses that we have and um, are just Like, we'd be lost without them, like, to... Um, if you can find great people to work with and take care of them, they're worth every penny. That would be advice for sure as you grow and need, I mean, it took us a long time to even get to the point that we kind of faced that we need to hire help. We had Colin's parents and grandmother working for us (laughs) for the first year and a bit. Um, but you know, then, um, we've, I think we've been really, really lucky, like more than half the people who work here have been with us like it was either their first job or have been with us for like over half the time we've been open so um, oh. yeah people make the product right like you've heard that and it's it's totally true
2: nice yeah I, I always get a chuckle out of people when they say how many employees do you have and right now I think we have about 17 total oh, wow. yeah and um, they, oh man that must be a headache actually no we're very fortunate like the, our employees are our strength
0: well, I know, uh, just even from talking to them when, when I've been out here, they're, they're all very proud to be part of your team, too, which I think goes a long way.
1: I think they know we'd be lost without
0: them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. So, quick
2: question out of you two. Who's the boss? Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's the shop mom. Braden runs the show downstairs. he runs the show upstairs. And if there's ever a big problem that needs to be solved, they bring us in. But, um
1: we do truly leave the daily operations to the people who do it best. And we are more like overseeing the bigger picture and where we're going and making like larger picture decisions. But even those bigger picture decisions, it's like we'll kind of decide where we're going to go, but we'll check in with the people that it's really going to affect and make sure they don't have another perspective or something else that we haven't thought of on kind of a daily, daily level that um, may change something. So, uh, we're a good team all the way around awesome not the answer you were looking for. no no I,
0: I, I was i was trying to bait you a little bit there to see if uh we could get you two in a bit of a, a, a spat just because i'm curious we don't fight joel we don't fight <laughs> i'm curious how, when those decisions happened is uh how do you how do you deal with that at home like you work together all the time obviously you're married and you're loved and that's great but i mean you know, not only the couples fight, business partners fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, do when you get home do you shut it off, or does, does this call know when mm-hmm. it's time to go to the couch, or how does that work? We try,
1: like we have two kids, right? We have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and, and we try, there are always conversations that, that sometimes need to happen at home because they weren't able to happen during the day. But, uh, a lot of the times the kids are, the kids are the reality check when it's like, mom, mom, come on. Sometimes it's like, Hey, we need to talk right now. Go play. But, um, I think having kids at home definitely brings a balance to that because mm-hmm. there's another place to focus your energy once we get there um but i don't know
2: yeah as far as arguing goes we're respectful to each other if it gets big enough it usually ends up in an email i'm noting that right now <laughs>
0: <It's> a, <laughs> Yeah.
1: We know how wow. to communicate with each other when things get <laughs> <be time>, heated.
0: <laughs> next time, I'm, my wife like, hey, honey, go check your email. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. But we
1: also know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And so, depending on, on what the disagreement is over, right? Like, there's sometimes that once you take a step back, it's kind of like, okay, I know this is kind of more a Collins area. And so, let's yeah. just run with that. Sounds right? like you
0: guys are more very reasonable uh for sure well we
2: try to be we're, we're, More we're, than what, <laughs> we, we recognize who um who's good at what meredith is great with employees she's great with um anything to do with quickbooks anything to do with accounting that falls on her anything to do with production anything to do with um, um creating the products initially that that falls on me mm-hmm. and everything in between we're 50 50. Awesome. Uh, just mentioning Mer- Meredith dealing you know, with the employees, I know
0: like a huge issue that uh, a lot of people in business have is finding those good people, how you guys touched on it, and you, and you talked about that, but can you give us any tips on what to look for, the interview process, how that works, what you do on a day-to-day basis to make sure that you have, like, you're building the culture that you guys have?
1: um well i think there's a couple things probably um one um fun is a quality we have actually written into our mission and purpose in the company like if you're not enjoying the work that you do and it's also part of the conversation we have with every single person that we hire is that if you're not enjoying what you do you need to talk about it so communication is huge here like my my biggest concerns are always when I hear somebody's upset about something, but they haven't been talking to anybody about it. It's like, eh, cause I've, I've been in that situation where your job, you don't really like, and you don't feel like you can tell anybody what it is that you don't like. So, um, that's, that's a huge part of our culture here is communication. And if you have a problem or if you're upset about something or you don't like something, knowing that it's it's good and you want to hear it. Like, I always joke that, you know, if you hate my shoes or the way they sound, like, please tell me, cause I will not wear those shoes again, but I need to know, right? right. Like, if I don't know, I can't do anything about it. Um, and I feel like a lot of the, um, a lot of the negativity and, and bad work environment comes from people feeling like, there's something they really don't like or they're really uncomfortable with or they even just like don't like what they're doing but they can't say anything about it and they feel kind of trapped and then it's a downward spiral from there, right? Like it creates other negativity with other people and so we kind of try and cut that off and like a lot of the people here have moved around from seven different, have done seven different jobs because it's like, okay, you can only do the store job for so long before you're going... Oh my gosh! If I have to give one more sample of vodka out or talk about whatever one more time, like you just get to that point where you're done, mm-hmm. right? And that's totally fine, and that's healthy. And um, sometimes that's walking through somebody through like it's time to look for something else right. right which is which is also great i would rather have that conversation with any employee and help them move on to something that's a better a better place for them um than have them not do their job well and then our customers feel it and that's ultimately our company's mission is that every every customer coming here not only receive the highest quality spirits but the highest quality experience
0: awesome yeah it sounds like a, it's a perfect
2: formula for <laughs>
1: perfect isn't over. Don't <laughs> use that word. <laughs>
2: Perfect's a tough one. We're also very fortunate to have a good mix of um, older and younger people. Mm-hmm. We have some people that are semi-retired that help bottle you know, a few days a week and um, some younger people either still in school or pursu- pursuing other things um, along with some career oriented people that um, we're fortunate enough that, to have them on our team where they're going to stick with us and take care of us through these busy years absolutely yeah no oh, that's awesome
0: so uh moving forward uh with your business and everything like that uh do you have any big plans is there anything you're looking forward to um any new products we
2: should be excited about coming out
1: we're terrible planning that's the truth of it <laughs>
2: people think we actually operate with a plan that's the funny thing <laughs> no. we've got like right now, we just released uh, Saskatoon Berry Vodka. Right. I'm, I've always got a few things that I'm working on in the back. One of them may or may not be. A whiskey with um, some maple in it. That's that's a fun one. Right on project. But we, I always have things that I'm working on. Our cream liqueur. We only did a thousand bottles of each. Um, I I think it's a good product. I think it can be even better. Where I'm working with the dairy commission on um, some funding to improve our process on that. Nice. So we can make that bigger, possibly a year-round product. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as long term though, like we're, we're pretty happy with where we are. We don't want to be the biggest company around. We're, we're pretty fortunate to have the, the customers that we have and we want to maintain. I have a friend that says, if you're not growing, you're dying. But I think if we can maintain and even grow by 1% or 2% and live a nice lifestyle and be involved in the community and see my wife and kids at the end of the day, I'm we're pretty darn happy. That sounds awesome.
0: Okay, well we're gonna wrap it up here. My whiskey glass is empty and it's, uh, what's it saying, it's five o'clock somewhere, so Colin and I might go try a different product. Like the Thank you guys tea. for listening. Mm-hmm.